0: Episode eight, Wavelength starting now. We got Wayne Diesel, Deontay Saleem, Oregon Duck, new guy, Cooper Manzione. All right, yeah, we get it. You go to Oregon, you know X. Cool. Um, Cooper, I want to start with you. Who's coming out of the West?
1: I would be buys and say the Jazz, but um, I, I'm, not, I'm not 100% sure about them, but I do believe that there are real champion aspirations um, in Salt Lake City. Obviously, LeBron and the Lakers, not only because you have LeBron and Anthony Davis, but you also have a much deeper and more well-rounded team than there was last championship. Um, and obviously, teams like Phoenix Suns with that kind of defense and the, and their kind of players. But Cal Bridges, I'm a huge fan of, and the way he and the way he conducts that really, really great defense. The West is a bloodbath, um, and you know it's been like that for a while, and it's really fun to watch. It's gonna be exciting coming up soon.
0: I brought up the West, it's really funny. LeBron doesn't like to play in tournament and then suddenly everybody's like, yeah, it's a bad idea. Like, have an original thought because he doesn't like it, nobody does. I liked the bubble a lot last year, obviously circumstances are why that had to happen. But I don't know why the play in tournament now is suddenly getting all this hate.
2: So if I had to go off why I think it's a bad idea because it's essentially the regular season doesn't matter. Right? So, this is just hypothetical. I haven't looked at the standings at all. You can have a team that's the seventh seed, right? You can have them have two two off, off games, and all of a sudden, they're not in the playoffs. They, it's, it's, the, the season's over. But you can have a team that's the tenth seed. That, that could be ten games behind them. They won ten less games. And all of a sudden, okay, boom, they're in the playoffs. Essentially, it, just it doesn't really matter. The regular season, the whole 82 games stretch or however long it is this year it doesn't matter because you know you just got to focus on one of these two playing games that's that's why i i personally i personally don't agree with this whole play-in game situation
0: i i like it a lot talking about the play-in game wayne diesel and i a couple of knicks fans here There's a four letter network that has changed the Knicks narrative completely. And now it's, if the Knicks don't win a playoff series, was this season a failure? Why? Thibodeau should get a lot of serious contention for coach of the year. I think Julius Randle should get some MVP votes. That's just me. Derek Rose, if he had like a full year, six man could be a real possibility quickly fell off. So I don't think he'll get much uh, rookie of the year love but it's just it's crazy a lot of teams that we didn't think would be even in play in contention are cemented firmly in the playoffs obviously no one bigger than the phoenix suns who saw this coming
2: so i definitely i didn't see the phoenix suns being as high as they are okay well let's 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 start with with the Knicks, they've surprised me because I've just gone off this whole narrative that, you know, that I've been used to for a while. Same old Knicks. They just can't do anything right. James Dolan is the worst owner in American sports. He's bad for the NBA. He's bad, bad for New York. He's bad for the Knicks. Just what what they've done with Julius Randle, you know, just becoming a, Thousand percent better player than I ever expected him to, um, to be. Bringing in a guy like Tom um, Thibodeau, who obviously, if you just look at the numbers, the team isn't really known for, for offense, but the defense is up there. And you know the whole the whole narrative: defense wins the championship. Now, there's no way in hell the Knicks are winning winning the championship unless every team in the league, you know, comes down with some COVID-19, you know, you know case, cases, but. They're, they've definitely surprised me. Um, but going back to Phoenix, um, I went not necessarily sense yeah, I've seen this coming, but I'm not surprised by it because obviously we all know the leadership that Chris Paul brings. And, you know, he's never – he wherever he goes, the team wins. Um, last time I checked, I think they're the either the one or the two seed. I don't know if they've, you know, fallen off since then. But, you know, they have one of the best – if not the best record of basketball. So this does not surprise me at all, especially with the talent that they have.
3: Go ahead, Wayne. Uh, y'all done said a lot. Y'all done said a lot, and I'll keep it real with y'all. I don't know what the question is, so I'm just going to go point by point. Number one, uh, who was that, Cooper? Nice to meet you, Cooper. Sometimes you got to say something out loud, and you got to say it out loud. The Jazz and the NBA Finals. <laughs> How's that sound to you? The Jazz is gonna beat the Lakers, the Clip, I mean not all of them, but they gonna outlast the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Suns.
0: I mean, the Lakers might not even make it, but the if you Lakers. look at
3: it, I mean finals. That's I'm not worried about that. So that that's that. But it's nice to meet you, big dog. So sometimes you gotta say something out loud. That's why I don't believe in them no more than I believe. Memphis is going to the Western Finals, and that's they're not going to the Western Finals. So the one season's cool, good season, but I can't forget about that three-one lead they blew in the playoffs. So that's what I got to say about the Jazz. Uh, the play-in tournament, I like the play-in tournament. I think it's too many games. Instead of having all them people keep it to like eight, nine, and just shrinking the tournament a little bit instead of having all these rounds, just doing like between nine and nine, ten and eight or something i like, I think it's too many people. There's too many teams in there involved. So I'm cool with it. And uh, Deontay, I think what, what you said with the, the season don't matter. Here's the thing, because number one, they were saying that before this bubble thing. They've always been saying season don't matter, season don't matter. Here's the thing that people don't realize about the regular season and why it's important. The wins and losses aren't particularly important, but it's how you win and how you lose and how you look. Over the course of the season, you see what I'm saying. That's how. So the wins and losses, because you know, I mean, we I didn't see some scrubs beat big teams, and I didn't see vice versa. You know what I'm saying? I, so I mean, we like you said earlier, we seen Detroit beat the Lakers, and the Lakers ain't going nowhere near. Ain't going nowhere near the the NBA the playoffs for that matter. Mathematically, they can't make it. So that's my thing. with this. it's more how you look and how you win, how you lose over the course of. Well, 72 games over the course of the season. That's what how I feel about that. far as the Knicks, now, I tried to tell y'all, and it's proof of it. Shout out to my boy, George. Oh I tried God. to tell y'all that that the Knicks was going to be there. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why and how I knew immediately. And I'm going to kill some narratives. Uh, Soon as Steve Mills got fired, I knew right then life was going to be different. Because I know who fired him. James Dolan fired him. So, between James Dolan and the thing by James Dolan, James Dolan, they take you worst, worse, and I'm not a James Dolan guy, but he gets a bad rep, and I'm going to tell you why. Because he hasn't done anything to disrupt the Knicks in a while. The last thing he did was hire Phil Jackson. Now, that wasn't a good move, and Phil Jackson did all that, but James Dolan hadn't done nothing. He signed, he signed what's the what's-the-name, he had the little thing with, Charles Oakley, which had nothing to do with the team. You know, he plays guitar with his little band, and then he just out the way. He didn't fire. The only time he got involved again was to fire James, I mean, Phil Jackson, which needed to happen. That needed to happen. So he did a favor, and then he stepped all the way back. He hasn't done nothing to the team really in a while besides the Phil Jackson thing, which did set us back a couple years. And then, but so when we fired Steve Mills, who's been a part of all those bad teams, all those bad deals, all the way from Isaiah Thomas all the way to now. The front office has been moved all the way around. Steve Mills has been the common denominator. So when we got rid of him, I knew life was going to be different right there because we gonna, wasn't going to have him giving, all, giving away all that bad money. And we've seen that because there's no bad deals on the Knicks. And then we got Worldwide West, who I found out was the most connected guy in, in all of this. And I think he has a lot to do with it. I knew that was gonna be something different. And then the other guy I can't think of, I can't think of his name, but Leon Rose. Not, yeah, Leon Rose. Yeah, Leon Rose. He was a he was a he used to be an agent and he's an agent for a lot of different players. And then I was looking at what's been going on with these other teams. Like look at the uh, GM with the Warriors. He's a he was an agent, and we seen what the Warriors have been with the whole dynasty thing. And then um, he was an agent. He was Kobe's agent a couple other agents. And we seen with the Lakers just won a championship. So we're following that mold. So I'm thinking we're getting all that bad blood out of the Knicks uh, front office. James Dolan hadn't done nothing in a while. And we hadn't given away no bad contracts. I knew right then. And then we brought in Kenny Payne, who I like. And I'm lucky to be in Kentucky. So they told me a lot of Kenny Payne stories. So I had never heard of him before we signed him. So I'm like, oh, snap. We might be on to something. And then we had Julius Randle, who Kenny Payne coached, you know, with Calipari. So if anybody going to know how to work with him, it's going to be him. And then we had Thibs, who I like, and he was a part of those 90s Knicks teams, you know, the last one with finals in 99. So he was there. And then, I, you know how I feel about him getting a bad rap anyway by running players into the ground, because all the players that he ran into the ground are still playing. Outside of Kirk Hirish, but he was old anyway. Him and who all day. So I always thought he got a bad rap. So when I seen all this coming together, I knew the Knicks was going to be all right. I, I wasn't, I'm not shocked at all. Now, I didn't see Julius Randle coming. I did not see that coming. I didn't see that coming at all. So I was Ray Charles in that aspect. But everything else, I saw. So I, I can't say I'm surprised, to be honest with you. Just didn't nobody listen.
0: But hey, when they ever listen to these yeah so i mean we could end it there but i mean there's a lot of other teams to talk about there's san antonio spurs trying to make some noise memphis grizzlies i don't think the pelicans are going to be able to do much the lakers are still in it the trailblazers are trying to sneak ahead of the lakers, the lakers so they don't have to be in the play-in
3: the lakers are going to
0: the western finals i mean
3: i do well, they play the clippers because again i got i got the clippers coming out the west but until there's not a team and i'm not sure about the suns i wouldn't put money on it but that's that can go either way but i got the lakers in the western finals but if i had to put money on who i got between the lakers and the suns i'm going with the lakers i'm just going with the lakers the only team i'd be
1: afraid to bet the suns there to be honest i I, sorry to interrupt i just you're talking Go on. No, I, I just got to see it. You go go for it. I was going to say, if you're talking about putting money on the Suns, I would. I kind of like that. Um, I mean, this Suns team is literally the top, top defensive ranked team in every category. It's really clutch. It has 70% of their wins within three points. And obviously, Chris Paul, who should be the MVP. The MVP award is just really not about MVP. It's really about who's the best player on a really good team. Chris Paul and what he's done to that Phoenix team, I mean, obviously, people like Mikkel Bridges and DeAndre Ayton have stepped up, but Chris Paul has really come in and just changed this Suns' culture to the point where I wouldn't—I would bet money on the Suns to go to the Western Conference Finals. Now to beat this, now to beat the Lakers, I'd have to think about that more. But this right. Suns team's legit. Yeah, they are, and
3: I just—I just don't think they can beat the Lakers. Now everybody else, not named the Clippers, so really, that's just now that the LA teams are talking about. It. That's what I think is about in the West: the LA teams. And the Suns. I'm, I don't really have any energy for anybody else. I damn sure don't believe in the Nuggets. Well, i
0: They only have Jokic left, really. But I don't know the Lakers. They, LeBron's dodging the Knicks tonight. They haven't been playing well. I'd be. I. I. I wouldn't put them in for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna put them in for sure. Say it out loud. I, the the I, Lakers. I'm not, okay, I'm saying make. now May. What is it? May 11th. Yep. They're right now, I don't know, the fifth best team in the West right now. Obviously, the Browns are not playing. So then, I don't know, maybe they're third. I don't think it's such an easy cakewalk for them. Might prove that last year was, I don't know, a Mickey Mouse ring. Oh. oh, You got to say it out
3: loud. Let's say they make it in the play-in tournament. Let's say they make it in the play-in tournament. Okay. Who do you
0: think could win in a game, the Lakers or the Warriors? Well, it depends if Steph's going to drop 49 in 30 minutes again. I'm just saying, I'm not saying that the Lakers are like bad or anything, but like, we're just giving them a lot of love because they're the defending champs and like LeBron and Los Angeles. It's not as easy as they think. I don't think they come out of the West. I don't either, but
3: I, that don't mean I think they get ready to miss the playoffs. Who, who taking them out? Is it is it
0: the Warriors? I is can it see it. No, Spurs, no. The, if Is the Grizzlies complete? if the Grizzlies beat them in the playing tournament, they'd raise a banner. I'm just saying, if it's Golden State, Los
1: Angeles Lakers, I I might take the Warriors. Hey, if Memphis beats LA in a in a in a, in a playing tournament, I'm buying a Mike Baby jersey.
3: Mike Baby, have mercy.
2: My, my, might as well get a uh, Baron, Baron Davis one while you're at it. Um, so <laughs> so. As of right now, just looking at the standings, <clears throat> you have the Lakers. You have the Lakers as the um, seventh seed, right? So, if the playing was right now, they'd be playing Golden State, right? So, obviously, between those two teams, you probably pick pick the Lakers, right? So, first off, matchup would be the two seed Suns versus the seven seed Lakers. So who – so so you're confident – you're saying without question that the Lakers can actually beat Phoenix in a seven-game series?
3: Yes. I got Lakers in six. Confidently. Yeah, In six? In six. Lakers in six. If it come down to that – because Lakers going to have to see somebody. I mean, I don't know what the order or what's going to happen, but they going they, – you ain't dodging everybody. So I think Lakers in six. I got Lakers in six. But I don't think they can beat the Clippers. I, I don't think they can beat the Clippers. Everybody else, give me L. But you know, I got like I, said, I got the Clippers coming out, so because that Rondo. All right,
2: was, then. Okay, then the second round matchup would be the winner between the uh, Clippers and Portland. And I'm, I, I think the Clippers would would win that. So it, the second round matchup would be the Lakers versus the Clippers. So you have the so you would have the Clippers beat them, beat them then because.
3: Yeah, it's, it's, that's that's, how, yeah. Cause I mean, that, that's it. That's the matchup. I got Clippers in, I mean, it's so easy to say seven, but I got the Clippers and I, I think it is about six games.
2: Okay. So I would agree. I'd probably have to, if I had to go in order, my top three, I'd probably go. Phoenix one, Clippers two, Jazz three cu- coming out of the West. That's what that's that's how I I'd, I'd probably probably order it because I understand the Lakers. You know they have LeBron and stuff, but I just them starting off as the seventh seed. That's just
3: for just, his, Lakers. For them for them to be like a championship team, they would need Anthony Davis to be something that he's not. They would need Anthony Davis to be Kevin Garnett. And Anthony Davis is not Kevin Garnett skill set. He's right there, if not better. I think I take AD as a better shooter. I think, but the, everything else, give me KG. And a, what were we saying about AD this whole time? Well, you got to be aggressive. Be aggressive. Be aggressive. Be aggressive. And now all of a sudden he was he missed a good bit of the season, and he's supposed to be aggressive now. All of a sudden, coming off this Achilles, a calf, whatever he had going on. I'm not buying it now. He now he went off the other night. He had what 42 so he shook it the other night. But we're not gonna see that coming in, coming out. This was supposed to be Anthony Davis's the torch passing. They're like, All right, bro, I like, Bron, okay, look, I know I had it now. You got it, big dog, and I got your back. That was what was supposed to be happening. It was supposed to be like a coronation for Anthony Davis. He's supposed to be the next big guy, you know, the Shaq, Will Chamberlain, all that. He was supposed to be the next big guy, and we hadn't seen that. And you can't really depend on them because, you know, I'm not a big, crazy numbers guy like the exes of the world and everybody else that love to crush the numbers. But you got to look at something. You got to look at, more often than not, Anthony Davis is hurt. That's his history. I thought he was going to get hurt last year. I was a year off. And who knows? Maybe he would have got hurt last year, but they had that, what, three, four-month layoff with the whole corona stuff. So maybe it would have happened then. We don't know. But it's happening now. And then LeBron, I, I'm not really buying the whole sprained ankle. never going to be 100% again in his career. This year, sure. But it's just I, – I just think it's too much in the West to load it up because you got to deal with the Suns, the Clippers then got a little better, and the championship pieces that you really needed last year, you don't have. Dwight was big for them last year, and he's not there. Rondo was big for him last year. Now he's not there. You thought you was going to get
1: something with Mark Gasol, but uh, – Ronda <laughs> was huge in that on that team too. You thought you was gonna get
3: drumming. You thought you was getting ready to get you a big solid big man. You thought, hey, hey, Deontay, they thought it was getting ready to get Clifford Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> they
2: really did. That hey, ain't what they happened. Really
3: so no. I mean, but that's still a good team. I mean, LeBron is great, but it's everything else around LeBron that it's the rest of the Cosby kids that I'm not sure about. You know what I'm saying?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah,
3: that, that's my thing with
0: the Lakers. Yeah, they could use a Theo type this year for sure. But that's why I'm saying it's not super set in stone. Like, this realistically could be a, a first-round exit. For them, I think Phoenix has shown that they're incredibly legit. I think Utah, because of Mitchell's injury in the past couple weeks, they've been out of the eye. But I think that they're legit. So I think that this year, out of the West, we're gonna have a team or a te- yeah, a team with someone who hasn't been in an NBA Finals yet. And I don't. T- Los Angeles Clippers. I don't. I don't see the Clippers. The Clippers need to like not beat themselves. Yes, you see. Yes, I would agree with that because I
2: what they did last year with Doc Rivers. I know he's, he's gone now. That's that. I'm I'm still have PTSD over that that nonsense. But like you said, as long as they don't beat themselves, they should be good. They have the talent with like like we all know Rondo, Kawhi, Paul George. You know the the rest of the game. So I feel like as long as like you said, they don't beat themselves and just play good, sound in uh, basketball, they really have a really good shot to come out the West.
3: But they got something they didn't have last year, and that's leadership. And they got like a real point guard now. Now, I would like to see Ibaka come back instead of wearing these these shower curtains he wearing every game.
1: So
3: <laughs> I'm kind of over that. So I'm hoping he come back
1: sooner or later, but... When Ibaka's back, their closing line is probably going to look something like Rondo, Reggie Jackson. He's been shooting 46% from the three-point line since the All-Star break. Paul, George, Kawhi, and Ibaka. Um, or you can go Zubats. Um, but the reason they traded for Rondo was for playoff time. So I expect to see a big, a big difference in the guards position, not just with Rondo, but as well as Reggie Jackson. He was only given 14 minutes in the bubble last year and obviously had a dip in his numbers because of that. He's played, he's been playing really good. He's been playing super consistent. I mean, if you look at his past 10 games, it's almost eerie how consistent he's playing and he's shooting really well from the three-point line, which is obviously really nice when you have next to you in the backcourt, uh, Ron Rondo who obviously isn't the best three-point shooter. So Wayne Diesel said on this
0: program at the trade deadline, something about the Bulls beating the Nets, which isn't going to happen. But by the way, but but but, way. but Brooklyn, I don't think it's as easy for them as we thought then. So I am going to give you your credit. But continue.
3: I, I, by the way, a funny thing about that, they played in Chicago. Actually, beat them. But I just want to point that. out. I wasn't going to bring it up, but that actually happened. They played in Chicago. It was like one twenty-one to. Some, I don't know, but the Bulls won. I was going to be like you know what? I'm going to be quiet. I ain't going to say nothing. So that, but that happened. And first, I thought – then I took that back after they got LaMarcus Aldridge and all that, but then, you know, LaMarcus ain't in the picture no more. You know, God bless you. Hope everything gets good with that. But now, well, the Bulls ain't going to make it, so never mind. (laughs) So, yeah. But that did happen. They did play, and Chicago won. Just want to point that out there since you brought that up there, brother.
0: So, Cooper, who do you like coming out of the East one week before the playoffs start?
1: Um. Well, the NBA is kind of like uh, Mario Party, you know, stars win the game. And obviously Brooklyn Nets have three of the most. That was amazing. Yeah.
0: All right. I I wasn't going to interrupt you, but since you kind of already are, probably the best analogy I've ever heard, like in my life, that's better than the Russell Westbrook toddler thing. And that's a callback to the episode. You know, we just did like three hours ago it's on the Instagram it right now incredible that's incredible best video game of all time but like when that it's summertime we'll, we'll talk about that stuff But like hoopoe. all right.
1: my bad i didn't mean to cut thank, you off but thank you go good. ahead
0: that was awesome you know what you're gonna thank be on here like as much. much as you want man it, it's been like four days you've heard your keep man keep it up
1: thank you go very ahead. much god as you can see with my red hair god didn't bless me necessarily but he did, he did give me good analogies so as i was saying <laughs> mario party and stars and all that Brooklyn, wow. that's obviously have probably the best scorer of all time in point guard, shooting guard, small forward. I mean, maybe Curry, it can be Kyrie, maybe Kobe for, for James Harden. But, you know, Durant is probably the greatest perimeter scorer of all time. Um, And, you know, Blake Griffin and all that. This, this Brooklyn team is ridiculous. It is insane. The biggest question mark, though, obviously, is defense. They're the most clutch team in the nba which which is really great come playoff time I and mean, you have three guys you can go to in the clutch who are going to retire top five in the well top five for james harden and kevin durant kyrie obviously he's not top five i wouldn't say he's gonna be a top five point guard by the time he's done but clutch wise he's up there i mean this this Nets team is insane the question is is the defense there on the, and i also look at the milwaukee bucks but at the same time is chris middleton ready to take that leap to be kind of a kobe to a shack to Giannis? I don't think so he's great I love Chris Middleton I love those kind of underrated players but I don't I don't think so um Sixers my second team is the Sixers um I really like I really love Embiid Matt the question is if you can stay healthy and if if the Embiid and Simmons thing still works I mean they have a good system I think their most efficient lineup is Simmons Harris Tobias Harris are playing great by the way Tobias Harris Seth Curry Danny Green and Joel Embiid but um it's a lot. It was a lot of question marks coming out of there because no team, the team's quest, every question mark to a contender in the East really can dictate if they're out in the first round. I mean, this Brooklyn team is phenomenal, but their defense is atrocious. Uh, Cooper,
3: I I, I don't think I even knew who you was before today, but I like you, Cooper. But look, here's the thing about this. Brooklyn's not coming out the East. They're not better than Philly. They're not better than Milwaukee. Because I got a theory, all right, and I've been on this for like a little while now, and I don't know if y'all heard it, but you got to tell it between flashy teams and tough teams. Like, and I'll say what I mean flashy, like, you know, Denver. I mean, Denver. Well, Denver, too, because they got the flash. But Brooklyn, they got all the, you know, the Kyrie and all that, the shucking and ducking, the doo wopping the showstopping, all that good stuff. They got all <laughs> that. Yes. So, but at the same time, are they tough? Like, are they going to be able to play through the contact? Are they going to be able to get physical and, and body up? Are they going to be looking to the refs to save them? Like, oh, what, where's the complaint? Where's, where's my foul? Are they going to be doing that? Because James Harden's a guy that uses the free throw line a lot. And that's some of the stuff that that strings him up in the playoffs, some of that, because he ain't up the free throw as much, because you know, they kind of let you play a little bit. You know what I mean? And, a lot of te- and I'm looking at a team like some of the – like, think about the Miami Heat they're tough. You know, think about the Knicks, and they don't really got nobody outside of Julius, but they're tough. You know, even the Lakers, while all the stuff we're saying, you know, they're tough. You know what I mean? Teams like in Milwaukee, you know what I'm saying, tough. Drew Holiday, tough guy. Giannis, tough. You know what I'm saying? They're coming at you. You see what I mean? They're not going to sit, like, you see, look at a, a play like Kyrie, he might sit there and stop and pop at the free throw line. KD, the same way, they kind of sit there and try to depend on their skill, but the, all these other teams, like the the Ben Simmons of the world and the Thibbles and the mbs they go lay on you and come at you. And that—and it's not an accident that these teams are tough also. So I don't know how tough this Brooklyn team really is. And it's hard to play that kind of physicality and deal with that. If you've been hurt all year, like Brooklyn has. And so between that and then they also soft in the middle, excuse me. If you soft in the middle, Joel Embiid is not somebody you want to play over the course of two weeks. Giannis isn't somebody you want to play over the course of two weeks. They have played Brooklyn three times. All right. They've lost twice. They've lost twice to the Milwaukee Bucks. The long time Brooklyn won, they won by like two. And this was Kyrie. One of them games, he had like 45. And they still lost. So I'm looking at over the course of two weeks, dealing with that kind of brand of basketball, that's going to wear you out. And Philly, the same way. And if you look at all these teams throughout history that's won, they got like a tough type of thing too. Of course, you need talent, but you got to be tough. And Brooklyn don't strike me as a tough team.
2: So I would. So I that's got actually,
3: the East, by the way. I got Milwaukee coming out the East. I was Philly all year. And then I just been looking at how Milwaukee's been coming. I love that PJ Tucker, another tough guy. How they added him, and I think Drew Holiday's an upgrade from Bledsoe from what they had last year. So and Giannis is still putting up MVP numbers. I mean, he ain't gonna win it, but you know he's still right there with his MVP
2: numbers. So, I got so, to- so that's actually something that I've actually never thought about, and that actually does make a lot of sense. Um, Brooklyn has this. Not I'm sitting there, you know, thinking about it and listening to everybody's opinion. Um, I can definitely see there being a little bit of Clippers from last year with the Brooklyn Nets because. Yes, they do have a lot of scores. And um, but at the same time, you know, they don't really have that good of a defense. And they and just like Wayne brought up a really valid point, they're not really tough. But at the same time, I just feel like we've seen Brooklyn play at a very high level, you know, throughout this regular season, but yet you know, still they really haven't been healthy. Which is like you also kind of have to look at that from the other side. They've been one of the best teams in basketball, but they haven't been healthy. So, like you know, they just lost to Milwaukee this past past weekend or recently twice without Harden. So, and it was it, it wasn't like they got blown up like twenty five. You no, know, they it was like a really really close game. So I feel like when you incorporate somebody like a Harden, that outweighs. I mean, Giannis is ob- is obviously better than. Than, than Kyrie, but Middleton does he he doesn't compare anything close to Harden or or Kyrie and Kevin Durant and just like Cooper said, one of the best scores, if not the best score of all time. So they they can't handle that. Plus they have shooters and you and they have you know decent amount of depth. So so I feel like I'm still gonna roll with Brooklyn coming out of the East. But if my if I had to pick a second choice, I would definitely probably go with Philly.
3: And and I was Philly all year. I mean, I wouldn't. I had been sold on Brooklyn this whole time. I was beating the Philly drum, y'all know. But mm. I've been looking at Milwaukee and how they playing. It seemed like how they getting, you know, getting seemed like they getting better later on in the year. So I'm like, man, I think I got to go with Philly. And that Philly and Milwaukee, they're really the same team. That they're, they're really the 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 exact same team, except. Milwaukee's beaten them three times. They played three times. Milwaukee's swept the series between them. And I of thought that now-
1: three teams. Oh, sorry. Of Not those you- three teams, the Bucs, the Nets, and the Sixers, the Sixers are the only one that have what looks like a championship defense. The Bucs have the worst <laughs> three-point three point defense. The, the Nets have one of the worst three-point and overall just defenses. And so, but yeah, so my first inclination is go the Sixers, but I mean, you, like you all said, they're not healthy. They can't stay healthy. Their best player is, as I know him more for Shirley Temples and less for touch on the court. I yes. love him though. I love MB. Big
2: you one
3: Yeah. Like I was saying, but I mean, they check all the boxes. They got their star. They got depth. They got coaching who's on the hot seat, as he should be, because if you can't win with this team, I don't know what how much farther we can go with you, you know, riding the ship. They got they got defense. They got that cohesion, because I think the teams that stay together, you know, that got something, Those I think those are the teams you kind of look at. I think Miami takes a step back, so you're not going to have to worry about them. I'm not sold on Brooklyn, because I think they're more flashed than anything. So I never really got sold up in that hype. And I think they can outlast Philly.
1: I think because one thing – oh, sorry. I, I'm really bad at interrupting you, Wayne. I'm so sorry. Go on. You're, you're bad enough to what? I'm really bad at interrupting you. I'm sorry. Go on.
3: No, you good. You good. I Look, I, I could use a little hostility my way. I live <laughs> – I, I debates at high volume. Y'all really a little too toned for me. So if y'all want to get loud, the doors of the church stand open. That stands for all three of y'all and all future people. So don't be scared to holler at me. I grew up shouting and getting shouted at. So it's fine to me. I I didn't, I didn't, you said you interrupted. I thought that can be, but I see it was you. So what was you getting ready to say?
1: Thank you for hum- your humility, Wayne. I was going to say the way we're talking about the contender and coming out of the East, um, I think it's good that all of us think the champion of the NBA is going to come out of the West. Yeah, and I think I, I think I agree with. I think I, I, I that's what I predict.
2: If I if I if I was a betting man, I'd I'd, I'd probably lean lean that direction.
1: What do you mean? I mean all the teams that.
0: Yeah, that's, that's what
1: I thought. <laughs> I'll, I'll, All the teams in the West, all the teams in the West, questions aren't as big as the questions pertaining to the East. I mean, the East, we're questioning their defense. We're questioning if they can play in the clutch. We're questioning if they can stay healthy. In the West, you know, for the Jazz, we're questioning if if they have they can defend the small four position. For the Suns, we're questioning what Devin Booker will do. These, I mean, they're really things that we think we always have like a general answer to. Well, the East, these are. Serious doubts and red flags.
0: So the way I look at it, Brooklyn, a lot of talent. Everyone, a lot of people expect them. Steve Nash this time last year was talking about soccer with TNT. Mike D'Antoni, I kind of feel like is taking on much more of a leadership role than most assistant coaches. Philadelphia has Doc Rivers, and he was the scapegoat with the Clippers last year yeah Embiid and Simmons it's really still game to game which it shouldn't be but it still is can they play with each other so if another playoff series they don't go at least to the Eastern Conference Finals if not the finals be interesting to see what happens there Milwaukee Mike Budenholzer can only win or be the top seed in the East so many times and I don't I don't think Milwaukee is like deep enough but then just like the top three teams and then it's like Oh, yeah, the Knicks and then the Hawks and the Hornets and all the other teams. So it's just so crazy how top-heavy it is. But after hearing what everyone said, I I think Philadelphia comes out of it. I just think that they have more players that won't back down, like the Nets will wind up backing down from a Joel Embiid possibly seven games in two weeks.
1: Yeah, the Philadelphia... Sorry, sorry. Um, with Philadelphia, we're questioning, you know, fate. We're saying, can they stay healthy with the Bucks and the Nets? We're questioning their skills. We're we're saying, can can they, can you throw enough offense at a team where defense doesn't matter? And can Chris Middleton, um, Drew Holiday, or a mix of those two, be the Kobe Shaq and almost? Go on, Wayne. I, uh
3: oh. I love that – I lost my train of thought. That's never happened before. But uh, I was going somewhere. Look, I don't think that – I think the Clippers could beat the Sixers. I don't think they can beat Milwaukee. Because, you know, really the playoffs is all about matching up and who you – you play. That's that's what that's really what that boils down to. And I I can see how you can deal with an embiid, not stopping, but you can kind of throw an Ibaka or an uh Zubat at Embiid and just kind of hope for the best. I can get that. But how do you deal with a Giannis? Cause Giannis can take the ball up the floor. Giannis can play all five positions if you wanted to. Giannis is a matchup nightmare for for anybody. And you still got deep deep with Drew Holiday. He's not the defender Ben Simmons is, but at the same time, Drew Holiday in the offensive score that Ben Simmons is. So it kind of balances out. Also, you got P.J. Tucker, who's battle-tested. I love that booth. And you got people like DiVincenzo, and Brent Forbes, you know, just some some guys that just, you know, keep hope alive. And these are some good defenders, and they can hit big shots. Now, who all can hit big shots? I got – I trust – I believe Danny Green and Seth Curry. I got that. But after everybody else, I'm not too sure. I love them on defense – but at some point, you got to put the ball in the hole. So you're going to collapse on Embiid if he can stay healthy, and I think he will. I think he will. I think he can this year. So who are you going to? Because it's it's about the other guys, too. And so, we're you take away Embiid and you take away Giannis, which roster do you like more? I like Milwaukee because they still got Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, Devin Shinzo. And I love me some Doc Rivers. I like him a lot. But outside of last year, he's, he left a lot of meat on that bone with Clippers teams in the past. 2008 was a long time ago. I know because that was the – I graduated high school. We ain't got to talk about that. But since then – He's left a lot to be desired. He was a scapegoat last year. But what about all these other years? What are we going to – I can't unsee that. And so I'm looking at this Milwaukee team with a chip on their shoulder, and nobody's talking about Milwaukee. That's the thing about Nobody's talking about it. They're just kind of flying under the radar. And they right there. And all the teams we talk about, they have beaten in the East on a consistent basis. They've only lost to Brooklyn once. They haven't lost to Philly all year. They've beaten everybody else. So I'm just trying to see. I'm just trying to see how do you beat that team because they got pieces that you can move around. And people love the big man that can shoot three. Well, guess what? Robin Lopez can do that too. Probably just as good, if not better, than Embiid because Lopez and developed a nice little shot too. So I'm just looking roster stack up. I like it. Oh, and by the way, have you noticed Giannis is starting to shoot the three now? I mean, he's not going to be dangerous, but you got to respect him with it. So for me, it's Milwaukee, and they developed and added as the season went on.
2: So if I had to give a recipe for the Bucs to be successful in the playoffs, if I didn't give them, okay, you need to lean on this guy first, this guy second, this guy third. Obviously, I'm playing the two-time rating MVP first. That's without saying. I'd probably go Drew Holiday second because the amount of times I've seen seen the Bucks play and I've kind of seen just a tad bit inconsistent play from Middleton, I don't really trust him. And I feel like I, I trust Drew Holiday more, especially because of what happened last month I saw him in the playoffs was at 2018 when he was with the Pelicans and how he just started going off. So I feel like I trust him way more than I trust Chris Middleton. Um like you said they they do have depth, a little bit of depth, especially which like you said a tough guy like a PJ Tucker, Brooke Lopez, who can shoot D Vincenzo, who's a I little he's a little eye piece, you know, ain't ain't nothing special, but you know, he right. can give you he can give you something. Um
3: they still got Bobby Portis coming off the bench.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Nick great Bobby Portis. Um, so, I yeah,
3: mean, Portis, right.
2: <laughs> so, I mean, I don't, I just, just going off from what I've seen the last couple of years in the playoffs from the bucks, just consistently, you know, having these, like, I mean, just like you said, being a bunch of teams in the regular season, but then when it comes time to the playoffs, they fall short. Um, and you ask how how would you stop stop a Giannis? Um, even though a, a lot of teams don't have a or Ald like Toronto did back in 2019, you just gotta you just gotta put a body on him. And I feel like a guy like a is somebody from out west. If they were to meet in the finals, is somebody who could definitely you know be able to put a body on him and you know not let him just you know you know travel travel his way to the you know to the hole. I just you know. Let him, you know, stick around the perimeter because, you know, obviously, like you said, he's been hitting his shots, but at the same time, would you rather have, have Giannis driving a hole or shooting that, that you know, mid range to, you know, three point jump oh, shot? Oh, if I'm I had going, him
3: way, I'm native on a steam, a beeline to the hip, hoop. If I had it my way.
2: Yeah, but, but, you know, if, if, if you're, if you're trying to guard him, you're, you're, you're letting him shoot without question. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like you know you you just gotta you just gotta put a bunch of body on them you know make them you know make them feel you, and like that's that's the probably the only way you could probably stop him. But that's I personally like outside of him and Drew Holiday, there's nobody else on the on the Milwaukee Bucks that really scares me.
3: So who scares you in in uh Philly besides Embiid?
2: Um, Seth Curry because. You know, he still has that, you know, one of the best shooters in the league ability. Um, he he can definitely get hot at any moment. Um, you still have a Tobias Harris who's been having a pretty underrated season. Um, and you know, even though I'm I'm not his biggest fan, you st- you still have to look at a guy like Ben Simmons. He's one of the best playmakers in the league. Um, probably the best, you know, on ball perimeter defender. Um, and and he can you know get them out running and, you know, he can kick it out to, you know, whatever shooters he has on the floor. So I was like, that's somebody that you, you know, that's, they definitely have, you know, a, a nice, nice team that you have to definitely pay attention to and not, and not sleep on.
1: I like the Seth Curry mention in last year's bubble. He clearly proved that he can be a third, fourth scorer on a competitive playoff team. Um, And then you all, and when you also said that the Sixers, that, that the Clippers could have a better chance with the Sixers than the Bucks, And I disagree with you there. Um, the Bucks have the worst three-point three point defense. It's not even close. And if you look at their 27th in three-pointers allowed, 30th, dead last in percentage. This Clippers team is, it's either the Jazz or the Clippers that are the best three-point shooting team in, in the, in the uh, uh, nation. In, in, in the league I was gonna say nation but we're talking about NBA not college um and if you want if you look at centers against the Clippers I mean I lo- I looked up Embiid's one game against the against the Clippers 36 and 14 just three weeks just two weeks ago I know a week ago I watched I watched the Nuggets face the Clippers and Zubats needed help uh Jokic had it was 30 14 and 7 um, and I feel like if anybody can stop Giannis, it's Kawhi. Kawhi is a superhuman on defense, and if it's not Kawhi, it's going to be Paul George. I mean, you have so many people on defense you can throw at that deep Milwaukee team. Um, but the one piece, the one piece they don't have they can throw at is a center, and they've clearly showed that against teams with a dominant center like the Nuggets, like the Sixers, they struggle. They lost that, they lost that game against the Sixers, and they lost that game against the Nuggets because Zubac he's an average center. Which, which is a bit – which is, again, top 15 in the world center. Don't get me wrong, but he's average. You know, you're going up against Embiid and Jokic. He needs help if you look at the stats. So, I disagree with you there. I think they would fare much better against the Bucks.
3: That's cool, and I feel you. But they didn't have Boogie Cousins. Stop. Hey, I, I
0: like Boogie. He ain't what he used to be, but I, I like Boogie. I, I like – He's not. He's he's not stopping anybody. DeMarcus Cousins is a t- piece of tissue p- paper compared to what he used to be.
1: Listen, I, I agree. I agree with you, Wayne. I loved DeMarcus back when he was averaging twenty six and twelve. I was a big DeMarcus fan. I thought he was kind of underrated. But man, those years are gone. It's he's 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 up with the what ifs. I
3: no. don't if the Clippers had Rudy Gobert down there in the paint. I don't care if they had Mitchell Robinson or Nerlis or somebody like, I don't care if they had that. You can't stop an Embiid. He's one of them guys that you just got to, you know what I'm saying, just hold on and hope for the best. You can
1: slow him down, though.
3: Right, right. Absolutely. And slow down and then he, I mean, depending on if or when he comes back from this little back situation he got going on. And then I'm looking at, did you know, did you know that it's the Clippers, as far as closing games, as far as they closing out clutch points, they're what second to last in the league. They're right, they're down there with Memphis and it's three other te- it's two other teams I can't remember, but they're in the bo- the bottom two the bottom two of all NBA when it comes to closing out games. And to me, that bothers me. I still got them coming out the West, but I didn't realize it. That I realized they they leave a lot of money on the table. They miss a lot of shots, or for whatever reason. They they blew the playing with the Knicks. They could have had that game. They blew that game. That's not the only one they had blown. Something about clutch points they struggle with for whatever reason. The, and so I look at that. And then you know you live die by the three. That's cool. They got seven people shooting in forty percent. That's like amazing. But can you hold that up? And then in the playoffs, you adapt. You adapt. You game plan. So is do, do I think. Milwaukee's gonna have that same problem just in f two, just leaving people off the three point line. I don't. I don't because you changed your matchups. So if I know if I'm dealing with somebody. And
1: so I just looked it up. The Clippers are 16 and seven in clutch. So you're right, not great. But that just goes back to my point that who would you rather have against a going down the stretch? Giannis, who has constantly been exposed in the playoffs because he struggles to score in the half court or an Embiid Jokic that can dominate on the left or right block. So in terms of not even just in the Clippers, but if I'm taking in terms of who do I want to face in the clutch, I'm going to take Giannis all day. I would love to see him score in the half court. I would love to see him shoot a three. Have all the threes you want. I'm like Oprah Winfrey out here. You get a three, you get a three. All the threes you want Giannis, but slow it down. Who do I want? I will face Giannis hundred times out of hundred.
3: Over Paul George or
1: No, I, we're talking about who we're, who they're facing.
3: Oh, okay. Right? All
1: right. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I'd rather i face him than someone like a Jokic or an Embiid that can get their bucket on the block on the block.
3: I'd rather if I had to deal with one in the clutch, I'd rather deal. Actually, I'd rather deal with the Clippers because the clippers one thing they do they do a lot of shooting but they don't like to get a lot of points in the paint they don't like to
1: do that and i I agree with sorry i agree with you i'm I'm just saying like in terms of who i'd face if i were the clippers sorry that's that's i meant you're right the clippers aren't the best team in the clutch and that's going to have some questions coming up in the playoffs but in terms of who i'd face but yeah the clippers aren't good go on
3: yeah so as far as the e E, i think i'm leaning with the clippers coming I mean, the clip is coming out the West. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now I'm just kind of just the thing's going on. Whoever come out the East, I think them the ones holding up the trophy. So I think I just kind of talked myself into the Nets. Oh, not the Nets. Where the hell did that come from? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The Bucks going, winning the championship. Yeah. I got Milwaukee winning the championship. Yeah, I do. Milwaukee winning the championship this year.
1: I hope you're right because if that happens and that and that's going to put Giannis in the – he shook off not being able to score in the half court. I don't think you're right, but I do hope you are because that would mean Giannis has finally made the leap to an all-time great.
3: I, I think that – I think this is just lining up because, you know, you got the Lakers looking crazy, the uh, Nets is fool's go, the Clippers – I just, I just don't think they're gonna do it. Who else is out there? I think they can just outlast and outdo Philly in a slugfest. Ain't nobody really else left. And yeah, this gonna be one. This gonna be kind of like that year Dallas won it. Although that was nobody seen that coming. You know, the year they beat the the Heat that 2011 year. So I think that's that's it. Because we're dealing with Giannis, a two-time MVP. They got cohesion. They got that tough factor. They can shoot threes. They get points in the where you want your money at anyway. Can't so they're they healthy. They've been healthy all year. So I, I that's, yeah. Bucks for the cash.
0: So uh, I just saw Frank Nealakina in a headband. And it reminded me of something you're currently working on, Cooper. A lot of really, really good bench players that are going to be in this playoff. And you're writing an article about it. So without giving too much away, because we obviously want people to check that out on the sportswave.net. Who is someone coming off the bench that is going to play the biggest role for their team?
1: Say it, Cooper. Say it. Biggest off the bench? I think you got that mixed up, but I'm thinking about who I have so far off the bench. Um, I just barely started the article, but I'm, I'm gonna be biased here. And I'm gonna say you need to keep an eye on Royce O'Neal. I think what takes the teams, the Jazz's success is based on if Royce O'Neal can somehow slow down the for, forwards. That's, that's the Jazz's big, biggest question. I might need to come back and answer that. I haven't fully written it out, but I mean, in the East, you have Shake Milton, who last year in the playoffs played pretty solid. Um, Cole D.S. Cole. D.S. Fort-
0: yeah, Wayne, the you, floors, floors are yours. You're about to You're about to burst. The bench,
1: right. What?
0: Oh, oh, oh this is you, pro you D Rose. I didn't know about that.
1: You know I haven't. That? Okay, Wayne, like I said, I haven't finished the article yet. I haven't studied the Knicks. I'm sure when I get to it, I'm going to say D Rose, this, 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 all good things, but I'm just doing 20, inter- I've only, I've only.
3: When Russ, yeah, Russ, Lord
1: have mercy. When Rose is there, they, what? He put up 25. I haven't studied. I haven't, I haven't studied it yet. I, I'm doing a, it's an early article. Stephen okay. got me at a bad time.
3: <laughs> I, I, you, you doggone right. It's a bad time. Royce O'Neal and Shaq Milton.
1: Wayne, Wayne, I would love to see D Rose, D Rose lead the Knicks to, to the Eastern Conference Finals. That would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, unless It's going to the to the second round.
3: I can tell you this: we don't know where the Knicks is gonna land, but I can tell you he's gonna take them a hell of a lot farther than what something with Royce O'Neal or. <laughs> Yeah. We talked about the Sixers for about five, six, seven minutes. Ran overtime talking about the Philly, and not once did anybody say anything that even rhymed with Shake Milton. We named all these players, and not a damn soul on here between the four of us mentioned a Shake Milton. I like yeah. Shake Milton, but golly, I can think I would give me Dwight Howard over Shake Milton. I would have took Tyrese over Shake Milton. Come on, Cooper.
1: I like Shake Milton Shaq because Millen. his first name. I like Shake Milton because his first name is, a, is my favorite dessert. I'm don't think a milkshake I'm joking, but hey, he's, um. Oof. There's, there's a there's a couple of plays you need you need to watch. I was I also said um Reggie Jackson. Watch Reggie Jackson for the Clippers. He's he's gonna have a key role in the Clippers' success. He's the best two way player out of. There are two other guards, Patrick Beverly and Luke Kennard. Um, literally, is he's incredibly consistent, and ever since he had those rec specs on, I've been rooting for him. Shout out to my boy Antoine, Big Dog Carr.
0: Taj Gibson wears rec specs now; they're pretty cool. I mean, like Nixon Four. But uh, Deontay, any bench players you're looking out for?
2: Um, bench players, I'd probably have to go if for looking at every team, um, i probably have to go with, with the obvious pick in a, um, Jordan Clarkson because I feel like this for the first time in a while, the uh, Jazz definitely have somebody off the bench who can actually give them something because they've been known for their defense for a long time. And, you know, their offense is finally starting starting to catch up, especially with uh, Jordan Clarkson, you know, him being able to do what he does. So that's probably the guy who I'd probably have to not necessarily look out for, but it's probably going to really dictate how far the Jazz go. Because if he's on his game, you could definitely see the Jazz going to the Western Conference Finals. But if he, you know, kind of reverts back to his old, old ways, then they might might be out in the second round.
1: Jordan Clarkson's role with the Jazz may be second to only Rudy Gobert. I'm not saying he's the best, but what he does and his role is vital to how that jazz team puts puts things on the ground.
0: Mr. Diesel, any other bench players you keep an eye on?
3: Uh outside of outside of Jordan Clarkson, we we know about D Rhodes. I like uh, I like I don't know why maybe it's just a I don't know. I'm a post guy, but like, I like Bobby Portis. Although he don't give you a whole, whole too much of like of anything, but I like Bobby Portis. I like, um, I like Dwight Howard coming out. I think that was a big move. I like that. I like, um, who else that I can just think of just back up. I actually, I love lemon pepper Lou in Atlanta. He he's rejuvenated himself with the Hawks out there. I love that. Uh, I'll, and I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not a big Nuggets guy, but you know, Bobo's all right. He's all right. Docs. But um, I, I, but head and shoulders, I, I, I got to take uh, D Rose. I got it because what he's done with this team is nothing short of incredible. Like I think he's averaging what 19 points now. You know, he's been oh at. My. Do what? No bias. No bias at all. Uh-uh. Not, no bias at all. Mm-mm. None of that. But I, I just don't see how you can look at the Knicks without seeing what D. Rose does to that second unit. And I guess you could have made a case. You could have made a case that I'm thinking about, and I'm just really thinking about backups. He was young, but I, I like Tyrese Halliburton when he was coming behind uh, uh, Fox but you know, he's out now, so I don't know if that counts.
0: Lots and lots to follow. One week until the playoffs start next Friday. A great, another great program. It's always a pleasure to be joined by Wayne Diesel and Mm -hmm. Deontay Salim. Cooper made a incredible impression first time around. Probably best analogy. You kind of lost me on the shake thing. I, I I'm assuming you meant milkshake.
1: <laughs> or yeah, like, I've, been, I, I've been craving an Oreo milkshake recently. Okay, so
0: like, it, it was My a God. really, it was like a really interesting, like the highest high I've ever seen someone have on this program. And then like that joke felt felt like so flat. But like I it happens to be all the time. I get it. Anyways. Oh
2: yeah. Can I say? Can I say one last thing? LeBron James ain't ducking no damn Knicks. Let's 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 cut
0: that out, please. He's not playing right now. They're not even in contention to like secure a spot. He doesn't like to play in tournament. He's not playing against the Knicks. He's backing out on his team. Hmm. I guess. I I don't know. He got his he got another ring. They're a different team. He doesn't want to face Julius Randle. I don't blame him. Julius Randle with Braids probably I don't know, better than, you know, most, I don't know. Anyways, uh, another great program. Cooper is a new guy and he went to the sportswave.net slash apply. If you want to join us, like I said, with the Russell Westbrook one, who wouldn't want to talk to Wayne Diesel? It's a a really incredible time. I've gotten the pleasure of doing it a couple of times. Yesterday was his birthday. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, You'll enjoy it a lot whenever you get to this. Yeah, a lot of articles churning out. Uh, Tolva got some sleep, but he's back again. He, you just can't get rid of Amen. him. <laughs> Cooper's got a lot of good stuff. Chris Mullen's still around. Yeah, a lot of good things coming. Sports Wave is on the way up for sure. A lot of good things coming from this program. Any last parting words from any of you
1: gentlemen?
3: I ain't got, I ain't got nothing.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be a part of this.
3: Hmm. Yeah, man, welcome to the ship. And when you finish that article, you be sure you give D Rose's. I'll be watching you, Cooper. I'm going to be watching you.
1: I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I said Wayne Diesel threatened me to put D Rose in here. So if he does bad, don't blame me.
3: I'll be watching you.
0: At Wavelengths Pod on Instagram, at The Sports Wave on Instagram, YouTube, The Sports Wave, sportswave.net. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Another great program. I hope everyone's staying safe. hope everyone's having good days. And that's what we're going to leave you with. And we'll see you later on in the week.